0: Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Brie. And this is I Can Explain.
1: The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask.
0: And this week's topic is, well, you asked three and a
1: half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we did the well, you asked last week, but we had such great um, feedback, I guess, from asking for um, some advice prompts over on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. And a lot of you um, have let us know that you really love it and... A lot of you really wanted advice, so we wanted to do a part two um, just so we could get to all the amazing questions that you all sent in. So for those of you that are new here, this is different than a regular Q&A that we usually do on I Can Explain podcast. This is where we talk about your very specific Advice, questions, in relation... Specifically. Yeah, specifically related to your relationships, friendships, family stuff, LGBTQ plus topics, um, and or struggles. And we give you advice that um, is backed up by nothing.
0: Uh, I would also like to say... um, uh, you can't say and or struggles. It's it's just it's, and struggles.
1: <laughs> it's just we, the struggles.
0: We are queer people and we are here to struggle.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, so we're not saying that this advice in any way is good or should be taken, but we are going to give it.
0: Yeah. Good and advice from yeah. bad people, bad advice from good people. We say it and we'll say it again.
1: <laughs> A little bit of it all. Yeah. Yeah, so um, last week we had some great questions. If you haven't listened to that episode already, head back, do so, and... Um, Because something that I find very interesting about a lot of the questions we receive is that a lot of them overlap, Yeah. which to me in some ways is comforting because as a queer individual, it's nice to know that that
0: everyone's life sucks. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. exactly. (laughs) It's nice to know that we're all in this burning hell together, really. Um, But no, it's nice to know that you're not alone. But it also says to me that if you have something that you are pondering about, struggling with, take a look back through our 100 plus episodes because more likely than not, we have talked about. What you are struggling with. Yeah. Like we've talked about a lot. Yeah. On we here. could
0: make it worse, but we probably <laughs> talked about
1: it. <laughs> 100%. So I encourage you to, if you're new here, if you just jumped on the I Can Explain bandwagon in the last, um, you know, 20 something episodes, um, I know we have had a lot more listeners, which is amazing, but there are those earlier episodes. And while the quality may be shit, I was going to say the advice is good, but the advice is terrible
0: too. While the quality may be shit, it's still there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is there yeah. for you to listen to. Yes. Um, and we do appreciate you listening. We also really, really appreciate, wherever you're listening, if you could give us a follow, subscribe. If you could also rate us, five stars only. Very important. Um, it's 2020.
0: Like, it's we COVID. We like, yeah. we can't handle anything less than like, five stars. Like, seriously.
1: Our, our mental health cannot contain it. No. Um, and we also would love if you went and followed us over on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. We have a link in our bio there that links to all of our merch, as well as our Patreon, um, with some exciting new merch dropping in the next week or so. So stay tuned for that.
0: And this link tree may have a new addition
1: Ooh.
0: come, I guess, when this is posted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We now have a TikTok. Yeah. So I have become the person I hate, which is Bree. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah.
1: You've gone um to the dark side, some might say. Yeah. The TikTok... Gay TikTok dark side. It is
0: horrible. Yeah. It's, I, it's frightening. Yeah. It really is. But I'm I feel like an old man, even though Brie is, is so much <laughs> older than me, I do feel like an old man as she explains how to make TikToks.
1: So. Yeah. If you go follow at I Can Explain Podcast on TikTok, we already have a TikTok posted. We yeah. would love if you let us know in the comments that you came from the podcast today to go check it out. Um and yeah, we've got lots lots more uh, content, not necessarily good content, nope, but content, once again, yep, going up
0: quantity here.
1: <laughs> okay, so we just paused quickly because for
0: the first time in forever.
1: Yeah, we usually never do, but I was sitting here and I thought I got my period while I was sitting here and I was like, "Oh,
0: and then, so, I was like, what what, what would you have done about it? And she was like, well, I was prepared to make a tampon out of toilet paper. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, uh, Lauren uh, <laughs> has tampons. You could have just asked.
1: I didn't even go there <laughs> no. in my mind. I was like, the toilet paper's going you up You went
0: straight to, like, MacGyver, <laughs> like, you're, like, on a deserted island. I guess you don't have toilet paper on a deserted island either.
1: People with vaginas know what I'm talking about. You have to be a little um, MacGyvery sometimes. Yeah,
0: and then she just described um, uh, uh, folding, there was a rolling action, Mm -hmm. and then after the rolling action, there was another Uh, another secondary folding action, so that there was no strangly bits, and she did mean stragglers, or straggly bits, unless there was something uh, strangling your vagina.
1: (laughs) I should make an Etsy store of homemade tampons.
0: Maybe not. (laughs) Or a TikTok how-to.
1: TikTok how too, might actually yeah, pop up.
0: up on uh, I Can Explain Because I do
1: have it down to a science.
0: A poor science.
1: Actually, yeah, that's look out for our, <laughs> uh, my um, tampon demo on TikTok. Yeah. See, this is so great now that we have a TikTok, we have a place to put this garbage.
0: Yeah, because now we're a DIY channel, too. Yeah, a, a tampon DIY <laughs> yeah. very specifically.
1: Okay, so now that <laughs> we've sorted that out, I did not get my period, but... For those of you, once again, with vaginas, know sometimes when it gets in your head, then the anxiety starts flowing that you're bleeding all over the floor. Oh, yeah. Because I'm currently sitting on the floor.
0: I mean, this closet seems some shit, so. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into our first question. The question is this. I live in a middle-of-nowhere red state, and it feels like the, I'm the only queer for miles. No gay bars anywhere. So many homophobes. How the hell do I find people to date? Well. You came to the experts yeah. here.
0: <laughs> um, We have said it quite a few times, but honestly, like online is mm-hmm. really the easiest way to create a community. Obviously, there are are safety concerns that you need to address. Um, But yeah, online, like, really breaks down a lot of distance barriers. Totally. So that would be my suggestion.
1: I actually think I would suggest, you know, on, like, certain apps, you can set your location different places. Sometimes you have to, like, pay premium or whatever to do that. If it were me and I was concerned about, like, where I lived, being very homophobic, concerned about safety, even if I was talking to someone who was also queer, maybe them outing me or people finding out that we were together and I needed a little bit of a gap before I got out of the current neighborhood I was in, I would set my location purposely farther away.
0: Not, like, so No,
1: like a state over.
0: Or, like, the biggest blue state town in your radius.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or even, like, the biggest main town in your state. Yeah. Just so you have a bit of a buffer that it's, like, you could get to them. Like, you could travel to meet each other. Um, Obviously, 2020 is not exactly the ideal year for that. Um, But once so is gay bars. You can't go to a gay bar anyways if even if you're in Vancouver. Yeah. So um I think right now, like online is a good place to do it. I know that's such a like tired answer, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with um with uh, dating online like some people put it down no i think it's like a great alternative especially for queer people
0: and especially in um covid you Mm -hmm. uh can't really fucking do anything if you're dating Mm -hmm. anyways Mm -hmm. so it's not like you really would be out and about because uh you'd probably get like slapped by your governor so um (laughs) what's the difference about being online you know or just go to like the closest starbucks you can find (laughs) Like, Starbucks really, as a company, has some magical, yeah, like, chokehold over all the gays that they, like, just flock there to work.
1: Absolutely. So, I, I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. So just, like, put on your cutest outfit and be, like, a mysterious local in your Starbucks. Ooh,
1: I love that. Have you seen those mysterious local
0: TikToks? Yeah. I love those ones.
1: Like, I don't know why. You know how certain things in life, you don't know why you find them so funny, but you do? I could watch that. TikTok, absolutely. For hours, like yeah. just different people doing. It. I find it so <laughs> funny. Okay, um this person said, "You say you read all your comments, so I hope you read this." First of all,
0: <laughs> first of all, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha
1: bitch. First of all, I love your podcast. I stumbled into Bree while browsing gay YouTube almost a year ago, and I've been obsessed ever since. So I just want to say thank you for providing a space where I've been able to find. Fu- feel like myself even if that space is me looking like an idiot laughing on a walk by myself listening to your podcast so cute oh my god I have told my other gay friends to listen to you and it has been sweeping through my group we even started a google Doc where we break down the shows extra I know anyways thank you so much okay that wasn't a question I thought that was going to be a question oh my
0: god that was so cute but
1: that was so cute that is from Michaela You can say the first name Michaela thank
0: you that's um, so cute. Also, that Google Doc must be haunting because breaking down me and you talking, it's probably like, oh, if you go to like 13 minutes and 47 seconds, uh, Sean calls uh, Brie an old bitch again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God. Okay, this just made me think of something that I've been wanting to do. So, to anyone listening, if um, this interests you in any way, go A Google Doc. Go. <laughs> no. I've been itching to make a Google Doc myself. (laughs) Uh, You've seen me with technology. Like, I know how to do that. (laughs) And the simplest thing of all time, a Google Doc. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if this interests you go over to I Can Explain Podcast and let us know in the DMs Um, but I think it'd be really fun if we picked a night sometime in the next like month and just popped into people's Zooms like group Zooms oh my god that would be
0: so fun right Yeah. so like
1: do it where like everyone just DM us your Zoom link we'll set like a night and we'll just randomly pop into different people's Zooms and like say hey and have a drink or so whatever that's so fun wouldn't that be fun yeah so if anyone's interested in doing that like this crew or or here's
0: another idea we create a google doc and then we pop you so everybody sends us their google docs and throughout the night we pop into different google docs and you just see like our cursor moving yeah you know like the
1: ghost of yeah it's like sean and brie's
0: cursors moving and then we (laughs) leave
1: we don't even type anything
0: anything, we just do a little one two and then we're gone (laughs) oh my gosh
1: that sounds like a blast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but seriously, thank you so much to this person who wrote this. That message. is the sweetest
0: comment. Yeah, we thank really you. do
1: read all of our messages and comments. Obviously, we cannot get back to all of them, but we take them all in and we try our best to respond to all of them on the podcast themselves. Um, it's Themselves, itself. And um, I was just saying to my sister the other day, as much as I love the idea of... Everyone listening, getting some sort of value as a queer individual from our podcast, because obviously that is the goal. Yeah. Um, Feeling like we have some representation or they can relate in some way or they get some advice that they actually feel like helps them. But something that makes me so happy about this podcast is when we get DMs of people just saying, Oh my gosh, I'm at the gym, or oh my gosh, I'm on a walk, and I look like an idiot. I'm laughing so hard by myself. Because, like, the idea of just someone laughing with us totally like we do when we're just hanging out, or when we're like that's what we do when we're here. We're just laughing, we're having a good time. So, if you're having a good time with us, then, like, that makes my day.
0: Yeah, well, you're laughing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're just being miserable. As yeah,
0: usual. it's not like I'm getting a lot of funny content from you, but. <laughs>
1: At least you make yourself yeah, laugh. Yeah, you can laugh along with yeah. three, you know, and
0: I think that's beautiful.
1: <laughs> oh I'm just the laugh track yeah. for this
0: podcast. Thank, thank fuck I make myself laugh, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you know. are the most savage asshole of
1: all time. Okay, this, um, next up, let's answer another question here. This person says, I go to college close to my parents' house, but I live in my own apartment that my parents pay for. Okay. I decided to stay the night at my parents' place since my brother is visiting for Thanksgiving. My mom decided to take the ride with me to see the apartment, which is problematic because I have a huge pride flag above my bed and live in a studio apartment.
0: That would present some issues. (laughs) Yes.
1: So I'm imagining this person is... Literally, like, their mom just pops this up to them. Like, hey, let's go. And yeah. it's like, they don't have time to take down the flag. They're already with their mom. Like, yeah. oh, God, we're going to walk in and you're going to see the flag.
0: They're calling their landlord, like, yeah. <laughs> burn the apartment <laughs> to the ground. Immediately.
1: Yeah. Um, get Get prepared to act like the biggest ally of all yeah. time. I just like my guests to know that they're welcome. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry, I left my flag here.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I told her she didn't have to come see it, but she refused. I immediately went to the bathroom, and she uh, said she just wanted to sit on my couch. Needless to say, it wasn't very relaxing. We had an awkward conversation, and she now knows I'm gay. I didn't think it would be much of a shock because we had a conversation when I was 16, and I said I was, quote-unquote, questioning my sexuality, but I knew I liked girls. She cried on her drive back to her house... But now, I'm in gay purgatory. Any advice?
0: Hmm. Um, well, I feel for you in your situation, especially, like, it just being thrown upon you. Mm. Because it's so hard um, when you... It's kind of like being outed. You kind yeah. of outed yourself with that flag. Not like you should have <laughs> no, yeah, no. had the flag down. But it's kind of like being outed. Yeah. You don't have control over the timing mm-hmm. or the scenario, yeah. which can be incredibly frustrating. Oh, totally. And especially if you're being outed by someone. like It's, it's a very difficult situ- mm. situation, so I feel for you. Um, and Breeze talked about this before, but when you come out to your parents Mm -hmm. as questioning or as bi. Yeah. I think a lot of the time Mm -hmm. it's almost not taken seriously because parents... have this weird view that it is a phase. Yes. You know?
1: And they look for the non-absolute.
0: Exactly. You're, like, interested in girls? All right. What does that mean? Yeah. We can handle that. Yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) Like, even with me being bi, like, I know this is not to take away um, the validity of bisexuality because that's a very valid identity but what I'm speaking from is the perspective of my parents or potentially other people in my lives. minds. they took it as oh, okay so it means she likes guys but she just wants to kind of like say she's kind of into girls yeah because they want to take it that way you know in their mind they want to take the easy road in their perspective and the easy road is to not take it as being super serious so they look for the part of it that is something that won't change anything
0: yeah Totally. So, um, yeah, I think that, yeah, they look for um, the the possibility that it (laughs) Mm -hmm. could not be that. Mm -hmm. Not saying that they uh, are against it necessarily. Um, But (laughs) that being said, I think that um, maybe if that didn't create such a big issue to begin with... It could just be that this is, like, uh, a lot for her to take in right now, you yeah. know? Maybe it'll just go back to it being totally fine. Mm-hmm. But having that absolute and having that realization obviously was um, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: And that's the thing. Like, I I hate to give, for lack of better words, give parents an out. Because when they act like this when their kid comes out. Because it can be, like, really traumatic for a child of any age to come out and have the response not be great yeah, and, or have their parents shut down or have their parent cry or have their parent, like for a lot of, in a lot of cases, that's the first time a kid could be seeing their parent cry and they feel like they inflicted it by their sexuality. Like yeah. that's a terrible burden to take on that you shouldn't ha- feel like you have to. Um, But I will say that I think for a lot of parents, it's just the initial shock. And I do think that If you give your mom some time and then maybe within time tell her about how her response made you feel, um, then it could be, in some ways, it could open up doors to communication that maybe you would have delayed for a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. And by the sounds of it, you know, if you were comfortable enough when you were 16 to talk to your mom and say that you were questioning or interested in girls, however you phrased it, then clearly you consider your mom to be someone that is open minded enough that you felt safe to communicate with her.
0: Yeah. And if she was willing to listen to that part Mm -hmm. of the conversation initially, hopefully... I am hopeful for you that uh, she will come around to the more absolute side of it. And I think for me, like a lot of my parents, um, I almost said sadness that I was (laughs) gay, but it wasn't really that. Um, A lot of their concern uh, was honestly for like my safety and my happiness. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's, uh, I don't know your situation, obviously, but sometimes it's easy to jump to that, like, emotions mean that they don't agree with your Mm -hmm. life or your sexuality, but some of it is, like, parents are concerned that this is going to be hard in your life or that you might experience more violence or Mm -hmm. hatred. It's just a a very uh, emotional, uh, emotion-creating situation. So hopefully that was a chunk of what that was. (laughs) Um Yeah.
1: Yeah. Long story short, my advice would be just to like give her a breather. I think you're lucky in the sense that you have your own space. So let her have her space, you have yours. And maybe a week later just give her a phone call and say, Hey, I'd like to talk about, you know, my you don't even have to talk about your identity. Just like, hey, let's let's get through what what just happened. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about how it made you feel and let's talk about how your response made me feel. Yeah. And hopefully that'll bring you a lot closer.
0: And also maybe some of the upset was that this isn't how she envisioned finding out or uh, how you envisioned telling her. It's so. an awkward
1: scenario for everybody. Totally. What, how is she supposed to, she's supposed to walk in and be like, oh! Nice! You <laughs> well, know, that like, would be great. That but, would be great. But, but like, it's not
0: the reality a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, I think there's just a lot to it. I'm sorry that happened to you though because that would be, I cannot imagine that nightmare while you're driving there in the car like, oh. Oh, my God. Oh. There's no way for me to convince my mom not to come without it sounding like I'm hiding something and it being really awkward, like anxiety-inducing.
0: Yeah. Horrible. The fact that you didn't, like, slash one of the tires or something is impressive to me. So <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> just drive it right off the road. You just, and you
0: like... just pop the hood and just start ripping
1: anything <laughs> you out. can find. <laughs> that reminds me of the time I remember there was a time when I was um, younger, my mom tried to take my phone away. And I had been talking to a girl and I was horrified that she was going to find out. And I literally go, okay, like I've never moved faster in my life, like rip the back off my phone, take the SIM card out of my phone and I snapped it in half oh you said follow me bitch (laughs) I said said, you can have the phone balls in your
0: court Dawn
1: (laughs) (laughs) the sim card is now toast honey like and I it wasn't even a moment of like me realizing that's gonna mean that I'm not gonna have a phone for a long ass time because she's gonna be like why did you just snap the sim card of a phone that I paid for or any of that I was just like The idea of her seeing that I had been talking to a girl was so horrifying to me. I gotta break this fucking thing.
0: The (laughs) only thing in your mind was that SIM card was dying. (laughs)
1: gotta get it out of here. Oh,
0: remember the good old days that you could just pop a SIM card out too? You just pressed on the little door and they popped out. Now you'd be like, okay, mom, you run and find like one of those little (laughs) (laughs) little little tools. Okay, mom, do you have a (laughs) paperclip?
1: Handy on you, because I just need to do something quick. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Hey, Gabers, today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason. They are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and It actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app, and it's an amazing value. The Lifetime membership has all 25 languages, so you don't have to stop at one. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, I Can Explain podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. This person asked, I was wondering if anybody else has ever felt, has ever been filled with so much anxiety to wear certain clothes. I believe gender is fluid, clothing has no gender, hence wear whatever. But knowing that I still am so scared to ask my parents um, to buy me a suit or let me wear something masculine. I'm not out to them, so I think that adds to the anxiety. How do you get comfortable in wearing what you're wearing and maybe even changing up styles?
0: That's a great question. Um, I would definitely say a lot of queer people. I would say... A majority of queer people Mm -hmm. feel uncomfort expressing themselves in clothing, in hair, in makeup, any of those things at a certain age. Totally. And I remember this just like literally gave me full flashback Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. I remember when this person said, uh, wear a suit. This is the first thing that I thought of. Um, I remember wearing a suit to our grade 12 dance prom thing. Yeah. And being so uncomfortable because I hated how I looked. And it wasn't like I wanted to wear a dress or yeah. something. I just didn't want to wear this weird, ill-fitting suit. Like, I felt so bad in it. Yeah. But I was like, that's what everybody else is doing, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, this is, what it is And I was, I, I remember seeing people in tight suits mm-hmm. or something with a fun color or a fun tie. Mm-hmm. And I was even too almost embarrassed to ask for that. Yes. You know, totally. like I was like, that would be a giveaway. So I can't have yeah. anything form fitting. Totally. Um, So, yeah. And I remember uh when I first came out, uh, I was wearing a very short pair of shorts and I walked uh, to go out the front door, and my mom said, "Is that underwear or shorts?" <laughs> and that was a, that was a confidence boost. I'm a oh, booster, <laughs> detractor. You, yeah, have, have boosted
1: yeah, boost in
0: my <laughs> confidence. Is <said>, that underwear, bitch?
1: <laughs> no, yeah. And I think a lot of queer people can relate to the fact that you're almost hypersensitive to not outing yourself. Yeah. In a way, so. Things that other people might just wear and not really think anything of it. Like, I can think of plenty of girls in my high school that were maybe more athletic, that played sports, that would wear, you know, more, quote-unquote, tomboy-style clothing that I would love to have worn. But I was trying to be so hyper-feminine to try and, like, steer away from what I thought was going to make it obvious that I was gay. Yeah. this is a problem, I think, for a lot of queer people because you're you're working off of society's expectations. So, like, this person knows. I knew that clothing had nothing to do with whether or not you were gay or what gender you were. But you're working off of what you worry other people's perception is going to be. So, like... Now, obviously, I know very much that super feminine girls can be super gay. But in my mind, I was like, if I wear super feminine clothing, no one will know I'm gay. Yeah. Because I I thought that was like the opposite yeah. in people's minds. And so, yeah, I was, I was very concerned with dressing more masculinely, um, even though that's something that I would have been way more comfortable doing. But I think something that might be helpful is to remember that you might be heightening that for yourself because you're concerned. Like, I genuinely think back in high school, if I had worn what I wanted to, no one would have been like, Oh, that means she's gay. Yeah. I think like, I was kind of just putting those labels onto certain clothing items out of fear, um, that people were going to, put that same label on me.
0: Totally. Well, uh, in high school especially, I didn't have a style or any style yeah. because my style was camouflage. Not in the pattern. Um, yeah. In the I didn't want to attract any attention to me because yeah. any of that attention if could be, was different. He, hey, there's attention on him now. Yeah. Is he gay? <laughs> so right. I was like, I'm gonna wear Quicksilver baggy jeans and some like skater shoes. <laughs> Love some Quicksilver. Um, but yeah, I honestly think that there's like such... Uh, uh, joy in expressing yourself Mm. uh, through clothing and hair and makeup and all that, that if you just change how you express yourself and you're you're happy and comfortable expressing yourself in this way, people aren't going to care. For totally. the most part. it Also, like, there's a confidence that comes mm-hmm. when you are expressing yourself so authentically. Yeah. That if people can sense that joy or mm-hmm. that confidence, I think that's, like, just a big fuck you to anybody that has a problem with it. Couldn't agree more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry, just another quick break there because, um, I realized I was in fact getting my period. So I had to go and get a tampon (laughs) and I came back and I said to Sean, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't expect that to get it for another week. I really, this never happens to me. I wasn't expecting this. And Sean goes, oh my gosh, I was about to say, are you pregnant? (laughs) yes i got my period early so that must mean listen it's
0: a mystery down there i was like brie we have shit to do i don't care if you actually have your period or not just stick a tampon up there so we can keep going
1: i'll just wear a diaper next time honestly okay this is our next question it is how do I navigate back into dating? It's taken a long time to heal, and I finally think I'm at the point to put myself out there again. But I'm concerned about getting involved with someone who's in the same circle as my ex or her friends. All of my prior exes I've met while living in other cities, so I've never had this experience before. That's a good question, actually. That is
0: a good question, but my advice is probably kind of um, blunt. Okay. <laughs> that you, you just have to not care about that or try to not care about yeah. running in the same circles because of how small the gay community is yeah. and even when I think mm-hmm. that somebody is not in a certain circle, yeah. they have some connection. Totally. They fucked someone that has. They used to date someone mm-hmm. that has. Like you're seeing your circle as just your circle, but they have a circle, and then that person has yeah. a circle, and then they have a one night stand circle, and it's it's just a like the Venn diagram <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is a circle.
1: Totally, They're,
0: it's like usually six degrees of separation, isn't it? Something like that. There's yeah. zero degrees of separation. <laughs> okay,
1: that's exactly what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. If you can find one to three degrees of separation, you're golden. Yeah. That's a sweet spot. Exactly. Like, you're not going to get six. Yeah. You're just <laughs> not it's, gonna have it yeah. in the same city in the unless the only time it sometimes happens and I always laugh about it is when a friend starts dating someone right when they come out right and they have no like other LGBTQ plus friends they haven't been on the scene they're like fresh out of they, can, heteronormative. they didn't lay
0: down roots yet
1: no they haven't so, fucking like,
0: roots <laughs> they literally
1: like got on the app last week just came out or just like are dabbling or whatever and they like scoop them up before they know everyone else yeah. Fresh on the market, some might say. Totally. Other than that, like, if you're going to try and date someone who's been out for a while, has other LGBTQ plus friends in your same city, goes to the same bars, etc. good fucking luck. Yeah. Honestly. Because when I met my girlfriend, Julia, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because we both know none of the same people. Because that was so rare. Anyone I had been dating or sleeping with, you know once again almost zero degrees of separation with somebody else or one of my exes or whatever it may be and the fact that Julia and I didn't know a lot of the people I was like wow but then like three days in you dig a little bit deeper and it's like oh yeah (laughs) there's more like maybe it wasn't zero degrees of separation but it was like two
0: yeah it certainly wasn't six it definitely (laughs) was not six yeah and there is some almost comfort Mm -hmm. in uh, somebody being in a circle Yeah. That you know of, because Mm -hmm. you hope at least that this roots out them possibly being a psycho because they have actual friends Mm -hmm. and a circle of people around them. Yeah, that's true. Because I have dated people that are in no discernible circle. Yeah. And they have been psychotic. So
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God,
0: you don't know any of my friends. And I was like, oh, it's because you don't have friends because you're a psycho.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's true, because it also is nice in some ways to be able to vet that they have friends of friends. Because it's like, okay, that if people want them around that I also know and like, then as much as that's maybe annoying that I don't get to make the big introduction to my group of friends as this person being, like, the first time that they've ever met, as most heterosexual people do. Yeah. Like, once you get out of the high school world, like, most people, if they're introducing their new boyfriend or girlfriend, it's going to be someone that maybe their friend group doesn't know at all. Whereas, like, as much as that sounds nice, it's also, like... You have, like, a pre-vet process. Yeah, in a and,
0: sense. and I think my last, like, bit of advice on it is try just not... I know these are annoying things to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> these podcast episodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this I Can Explain podcasting yeah. is so annoying to listen to. Um,
0: well, because sometimes you hear this advice and you're like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, totally. My last thing is just try not to put weight on it. Mm-hmm. Like, try not to look for the links.
1: Yeah. If
0: they're not... It's In, not apparent. Unless you're fucking swiping through their Tinder and you are seeing your ex and all their friends. Totally. That's a very clear clue. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like, try to view each new person as that, a new person. Mm-hmm. And you, if you have a connection with them, just follow the connection and deal with other connections yeah. of friends later on. Because if you find somebody that you want to date, you will both work through it, even if you have, like, a circle that runs together.
1: Totally. I think that my advice is almost exactly the same with the exception of, do not date someone who's dated your ex.
0: I didn't say that. Like, no, I know. <laughs> okay. But I need to <laughs>
1: say that. For the women loving women out there, it seems to be a thing. Okay, So yeah. I will say, like...
0: <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was just uh, a given. <laughs> for, for
1: most, you'd think it would be. <laughs> okay. But if it, it is not. There's a lot of swapping of exes going on right here. Right, sister wives. So I do think, yeah, so I do think, like, Within reason, ignore it. But I think exactly what you said is a great way to go. If the connections or the to other people yep. don't immediately pop up, then it's enough of a degree of separation Totally to me. Yeah, but don't go into it like, oh, Oh, I- they follow
0: each other on Instagram, or they yeah, follow each other like, on Twitter, or this one way. time, you know, yeah. like... I think this one time I saw them at the club and they were, like, within five feet of each other, <laughs> so that they must be friends. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: it's like, no. Like, yeah. it's, it's such a small world.
0: It's, like, also our, our dating pool as queer people... Mm-hmm is already so small that if you find a genuine connection and somebody that you want to pursue dating, Mm -hmm. just go for it.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
0: There are far worse things than them knowing the same people. I'll tell you that absolutely
1: (laughs) true. Okay, last question for this episode. How do I do the coming out thing if I don't want to overwhelm my family because life is crazy right now, it being 2020? Yes. Um, But is it ever a good time? I get what this person's asking, because, like, I think everyone's been there where you're trying to find the right time. Yeah. And long story short, no, it's never a good time, I don't think. I think the response that you're going to get is going to be within the same, nearly the same, no matter when you come out. Um, Obviously, there's certain times that might be heightened stress that the response might be a little bit worse or better on certain days. Um, you catch them on a good day. Yeah. Good, good day. Um, but I don't think
0: okay, I, putting I'll, your
1: queerness as a stress for them.
0: That's what I was gonna say. Is
1: unfair to yourself and your identity. If, if
0: they're saying, if you come out to them and they say this year, this, this, <laughs> this year, then they aren't gonna react positively any, Any year. year. Yeah. <laughs> Unless your entire family is like frontline COVID workers or like <laughs> half of them are like intubated right now. Yeah. It's it's just another year. You totally. Know? Yeah. If they are going to love and support you, mm-hmm. they're going to love and support you in this garbage shit year that yeah. is 2020.
1: And I will say there's something about, I hate using the word utilizing, but I'm going to use it. Utilizing a bad scenario as a... Buffer almost for coming out in the sense of like, hey, the world is really shit right now. Yeah. And it's putting a lot of things in perspective for me. Right. And I know a lot of people that have used this kind of way of conversation. It's coming from a genuine place. I'm not saying it's like some manipulative tactic. Right. But like with trick other th- them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with other things that are happening or have happened in the past, right? Because once again, every year there's tragedies, there's things going on, whatever. And um, one of my friends I'm thinking of came out to her parents after her grandpa died. And some might say that would be one of the worst times to come out because your parents are dealing with grief and everything else. But in her mind, she was like, my grandpa dying made me realize it was a shame that he never knew who I really was. So this was almost a perfect conversation starter to be like, hey, I know we're all going through a really hard time right now, but this is really putting life into perspective for me.
0: That I want to live authentically and be as genuine with my family while we have fucking time on earth together exactly
1: so i think in some ways yeah is it a stressful year yeah but in some ways maybe using that uh to your advantage um in a way when you're communicating to them and just saying hey like there's a lot of stress going on and this year's a hard hard enough for everyone i can't take on the additional burden of hiding who I am anymore.
0: That is a great way to phrase that, I would say.
1: Right? Yeah. And I I think I I don't think bottom line, there's nothing bad about you being LGBTQ+. I don't know who needs to hear that out there, but there's 0% bad about being gay or queer. So I get that there's external factors that make you feel like it's going to be adding stress or badness to people's lives, like it's bad news. But that's for them to decide. Like you're not delivering bad news. You're liver- delivering your truth and they might choose to hear it as bad news. And exactly. it doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. T. T. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that was another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious, bitch? <laughs> that was a. that was one of those episodes that we do here, over here on <laughs> I Can Explain Podcasts. <laughs> what the fuck is this called? every time we do this i can't remember the name what is it
0: what are you talking about this
1: type of episode oh
0: well you asked <laughs> fuck me
1: that was another one of my favorite episodes well you ask actually i really do enjoy these episodes it's really fun I to think get. they a... are my
0: favorite i <laughs> know seriously yeah. to get
1: to know um listeners better i think A lot of people really enjoy listening to them because they find relatability in these people's stories. And I think a lot of this podcast is us talking about our experiences. So in a way, this brings more experiences to the table that we can maybe relate to in some ways, but often we can't. Like, we had the listener that lives in a small town, Red State. Like, we can't relate to that. But now that brought one more experience to the table for our listeners to potentially see themselves in. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, Wherever you're listening, make sure you're followed or subscribed. We also want to thank um, Aiden, who's our patron over on Patreon, for being so generous with your support. If you want to uh, go check out our Patreon and the tiers, as well as our merch, you can head over to at I Can Explain Podcast on Instagram and click the link in the bio. There's obviously some more exciting stuff coming there. As Sean mentioned. And uh, you can also follow us personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brian Williamson. And until next time, we will see, see you around, around the neighborhood.
0: It's Well You Asked.
1: Well You Asked. <laughs> <laughs>